Welcome everyone, we're about to begin the Ez Hashem BPJ number 56, the Spice Primi share f- number 56, the joint share. In one real key, this is a tremendous Eitzatayva in marriage to overcome past failures and to overcome that and to build confidence, it's to achieve these small successes that build your confidence. These baby step successes that should infuse in you a certain sense of accomplishment and hope. You don't need to do something major to feel this. You could do even something that is seemingly minor to do this. And this beats discouragement that one may have. So no matter what your relationship is looking about at right now, even if it doesn't look so great right now, those small wins, those small accomplishments remind you of how great your relationship can be in great potential. You have an idea here as follows of what seems small but actually is a tremendous key to enhancing a marriage. So you had a case where a husband and wife, they went to marriage counseling. Husband, Wife said husband's too busy at work and he expected her to work too, but also to take care of the kids most of the time. And he got upset and yelled at her when she just wanted to talk to him. Her husband felt that his wife didn't appreciate how hard he worked to provide an income for her and that she's too sensitive and that she always wants to talk and he wants to be left alone, and which causes him to become frustrated and raise his voice and yell. And the idea here now when you're looking at such a couple, is that the couple needs to experience a win that will allow them both to have part of a small success and to have them believe that change is possible. So there's big issues right now between this couple of what we just described. There's a lack of appreciation for one another because each one felt, he, he, she felt he was too busy and he's not behaving properly, and she, he, he felt she wasn't. So there's big issues here. Lack of appreciation for each other, a work-life balance that's out of line, sharing the marital responsibilities. And, but this is too early to approach all this in a major way. But anger management would, would be a small victory. So what, what, what a therapist did in this case said for the next week till we meet again, let's focus on just one issue. For example, not yelling. Just when you have a disagreement, lower your voice, talk quietly, not yelling. And the husband and wife made a choice. We're not going to worry now about the other issues in our marriage for a week or two. We're not. We're not going to work talk about and worry or we're going to put our minds off our other issues, we'll deal with that later. But in this week, two weeks, three weeks, whatever the time frame is, we'll focus solely at not raising our voices or yelling at each other. So in order to do this, the wife had to let the husband take a break when he felt frustrated. And the husband needed to be honest and tell her that he felt that way. They both agreed that yelling never solved anything in their relationship, and they both agreed that remaining calm would help them feel more in control. This is not an earth-shattering change in their marriage. 
They made this choice. They successfully stopped yelling. And by doing that, they created a tremendous amount of hope in the possibility of transforming the other aspects of their marriage. So you see here, from this very concept, Apela de Kazakh, an amazing thing, that what you do is, is you do these baby steps and you achieve it and it gives you hope for the next step. And that's how you build yourself up. It works in Ruchnius too. When a person feels yish, he starts with baby steps. Also, to switch our mindset and to learn to expect, expect success in your relationship rather than waiting for things to go wrong. Uh, we, we people always think about the other shoe that's going to drop, but we have to reframe that and expect success. But again, it doesn't come cheap. It takes hard work. And part of that hard work is ex- expressing vulnerability, building trust, uh, and, and exposing yourself to disappointment, and so on. So expecting success comes with those challenges, but they're good and healthy challenges. It's not always easy, but they're good and healthy challenges. Now, when people expect failure, that has its own price, by the way. What happens when you expect always failure? Number one is that you run into a self-fulfilling prophecy. You basically act exactly like you expect because you have set the bar very low. And number two is you also miss out on helping your spouse transform a part of their life because you don't think they're capable of change. But when you shift that and you start believing that they are capable of change and you're capable of change, everything changes for the better. So if you want to make your marriage better, you need to take that risk of hoping that things can be better. You need to conquer some of those small achievable goals that we talked about such as not yelling in the example that we gave, in order to achieve this. We know the famous quote said by either Albert Einstein or Benjamin Franklin, no one knows who, but that said that the the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So a lot of this, it seems like I'm oversimplifying it, but but it's, it's, it's a big aside. The biggest side is, is stop doing what doesn't work and start choosing to do things that do work. Sometimes it's not complex. We make it complex. It's like when Kehela says that he may, Hashem made a person yosha straight. Very often it seems so complicated, but a lot of the things that could help a marriage get better and heal are simple concepts. Stop doing that doesn't things that don't work, and it's not so hard to know what those are, and start choosing new things that do work, and those also are not so hard to figure out what they are. So the question is again, we try to uh, comprehend why otherwise mature and intelligent married people, but with each other they become irrational and defensive and attack and abuse each other in a marital fight. Why? It's fascinating. You need to know yourself to understand why that happens. 
And you need to know what's happening in your relationship. You need to understand the process. And changing these patterns, true, it's easier said than done. In a strong marriage, and it's a little harder when a marriage faces challenges, there's no denying that. But it's doable. And when you're aware of what happens when you're having a fight and what patterns you have, you make a choice to disengage and get out of the fight before things get worse. And you have that ability to recognize your own pattern, the, the, the conflict patterns that you have. Sometimes um, you, you let you bury the feelings inside. Sometimes your spouse doesn't even know that there's anything wrong but in there because they didn't hop and you didn't communicate to them what you're upset about. And, but they have a black mark. They think you don't care about me. You make that assumption. In reality, they may not even know, or maybe they should have, but they don't. Don't. And when you explained it to them, they know what to correct, but you never explained it to them. So these concepts, to pinpoint an actual start of an argument and what made it worse, the conflict, and recognizing the pattern will help greatly in experiencing a healthy communication with one another. Now, trust isn't built overnight. Baby steps is the key to restore hope in marriage. You won't immediately change all the problematic fighting that took place in the past, but take small, reasonable goals. People have this Eitzah when they go into El and to Yemadin. People are macabre, wild things. Take small, reasonable goals. So in the original example I gave, if you have a difficulty remaining calm in agreements and your disagreements and you raise voices and you yell at each other, or one of them yells, or both of them yell, whichever way, they make that choice. Don't raise, like this, this couple did, we will not raise our voice in a pattern of negativity or resentment, and we will choose to make one positive comment to each other every day or more than one, We'll do one chore around the house that we don't usually do, those baby steps. That is really the key. So the aside and the exercise pertaining to this shear is to do those baby steps. And we're going to talk a lot in the upcoming shear about these baby steps. One of them is to remember the good times. Our brain is programmed naturally to look for dangers and to look at negativity to protect ourselves instead of looking at the good aspects. So we have to go counteractive to that. So remember the good times. If you had good times when you were dating or when you were feeling falling in love or the wedding or the Sheva Brachis or other good memories, then go back to those memories. The bad ones, put aside. The good ones, retain. Feel back when you fell in love, why you felt it, and and so on. Be mechadish yourself more than once a year. There are some couples that have this concept that they celebrate their anniversary to a certain degree every month. Hebrew calendar, English calendar, if they were married on Hey Teves, They'll celebrate something on Hey Shvat and Hey Other and so on in a small way. That they remind themselves how they are happy they are with each other and they renew themselves. 
and they enjoy them and they enjoy it and you write it down individually your memories of good times in your relationship to recall the five best times you had in your marriage be specific what you enjoyed and how you felt and why you felt that way and you share it with each other and be specific and explain to your husband and your wife why you enjoyed that time so much what made that experience appreciate being married to you at that moment you could go further if you want to to make scrapbooks or albums of these experiences people do this with vacations but you could do it with other memories of simple get-togethers or whatever it is and when times get harder you could look at this and remind yourselves of the good times you had because that is a spur and a nitzit, a spark that will help you move forward and another etza of a baby step, step is to do as follows. Choose an issue that caused a disagreement between you two, but pick a topic that's not a major idea, that's not traumatic. Don't start, up with a, don't start with a disagreement that was a minefield or a type of a conflict that was a major, major one. Pick a small one, one that doesn't hit such a sharp nerve, of a disagreement of of things you see differently or disagree with, pick that topic between the two of you. Later, you'll have the ability to deal with bigger stuff. And now, pick a small, minor disagreement and practice this. Practice how you work on this and it'll help you with the more serious stuff later. Meaning like this, you choose a time and place to discuss it. It's not always easy because everyone is distracted or they're tired. They need to make be intentional and make a goal to address this issue. We're going to address this issue. And again, in the beginning, pick a more minor, not minefield, not traumatic topic, a minor disagreement. And you choose the topic, you choose the time, you choose the place, you make a, you make a commitment, and your goal is to make sure you listen to each other carefully. To address the issue. That doesn't mean neither you have to win. The purpose of this is not to say I'm right or you're right. The key of this is to take this disagreement and you both listen carefully to each other. Get the opinion out on the table. Make sure both voices are heard. That's your win. Not that you win the argument or you win the argument. You both won by expressing your opinion in a clear way even though you disagree, and you're listening fully, fully, and understanding their point of view, even though you disagree. Now, if in this process you come up with a solution to the disagreement, that's an extra dessert. But the key is, is the etzem defining your exact point of difference, not to try to solve it, Tr- creates a tremendous understanding. So when you do this with people and you say like this, listen, I am not trying to be right here. I don't want to argue with you. I'll, I'll even admit on the outset that I may be wrong or could be very likely I'm wrong about this. It's not important now. I just want to understand your position. I want to understand it and help me understand it better. And Again, it doesn't have to be 100% successful, this, this, uh, this uh, exercise, but you build confidence and you'll have hope 
that if even on these on if on, on these baby steps, small disagreements, we could do this and communicate with each other. Over time, we'll be able to do this with even larger things that bother us, and to work in it. And hope is contagious too. Yeush, unfortunately, despair is contagious, but hope could be contagious too. You believe in the future, you believe in the Taiva Vakadish Baruch Hu, you daven for it, you hope for it, you mechadish for it. And by doing what we just said here, these small baby steps of, of remembering the good times and also of talking about what you disagree with and let each other talk and listen to one another, those two exercises shows I believe in you, I love you, we can work together, we're not going to expect failure. We could expect some bumps in the road, yes. But failure, no. We could lose a battle, yes. But that we could lose a war, absolutely not. We believe in each other and we will understand each other and both hope to transform this relationship to the most beautiful relationship that could possibly be. Bracha and